Hello. Oh, hi. I love how we say hello like we've not been just talking to each other for about 20 minutes before no, we press record. I know. I've, I've missed you. I've missed you. How have you been? Oh, God, it's been so long. You know, um, it's been at least five seconds before since we last talked. I feel like Gosh. you're the person I talk to the most at the moment in life. <laughs> we are like, we're quarantine buddies together <laughs> forever. I just don't talk to anyone. <laughs> in my house, I don't talk, about, talk to my parents as much as I talk to you. <laughs> oh wow i feel honored i mean <laughs> you I talk don't... to me more than your girlfriend <laughs> yeah probably yeah <laughs> oh wow oh, well, she, oh she has a job we're both unemployed so <laughs> there she's, you go she's the breadwinner i'm just uh... quarantine unemployed buddies forever yeah yeah <laughs> however much longer it's gonna be <laughs> oh second of december when we're out i'm never speaking to you again so i mean that's exactly what it's gonna be this this podcast is gonna go completely downhill <laughs> <laughs> the 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 10 people that have been avid listeners are gonna be like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> what do i do now <laughs> or is my podcast gone <laughs> this minute this is a, this was a good episode i enjoy, i really enjoyed this episode it was a very fun episode. I thoroughly and thoroughly enjoyed it. So, Andy, who did we have on for this one? We had a woman called Jodie White. Now, for those people who don't know Jodie White, she's a professional comedian, a very, very funny oh. woman that me and Adam have had the pleasure of working with because we both work um, on cruise ships when we're not in lockdown. And we both worked as comedy club managers and this was a lady that would do stand up and we would open for her and kind of MC and get her on the stage and stuff. Very, very funny woman married to Dale Jones. He married four times. So we decided to go a bit of a different direction. This episode, we decided. Yes. To, we decided yes, to focus this one. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we delved into a few things. We learned a lot about each other in this one. Uh, some, you know, views were expressed, obviously nothing political, um, but obviously very kind of adult themed and a few kind of naughty words fell into it. Yeah, she's, she kind of brought out the uh, naughty side of us. I mean, for those people who, there was a lady that I was talking to on Instagram the other day who was letting her kid listen and I was like, please and she said like she's like you know policing it and make sure it's clean i'm going to tell you now this is not an episode for janelle no, okay no. janelle sorry this is not the episode for her okay because no. we talk about fisting in this episode <laughs> we talk about wow you just went straight in I there just, andy <laughs> well i'm just gonna say it now if you can't handle that then just don't listen don't listen to this episode <laughs> You uh, could have said it mildly, like sexual references. No, uh, no, no, fisting, fisting, <laughs> full, f- full fist. Um, <laughs> and uh, the thing is, I, we we just said we, we focus this episode. The episode isn't focused on fisting. It's focused. No. On, <laughs> it's it's focused on relationships. So it's going to talk all about relationships because she's the best person to ask. Because a lot of her stand up is about relationships. So we thought. Relationships is something that triggers people. Dating is something that triggers people. We wanted to talk about it, so we thought we'd get a comedian on who knows a lot about it and has a lot of jokes. So that is why we got Jodie White, and I really enjoyed it. And I do feel like we were talking the other day. Um, listen to our first episode that we recorded compared to now. <laughs> We have progressed so much. I have learned so much about myself. I learned how terrible I was at the beginning, but now 
I'm 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 just as terrible, but slightly better. Well, well, now what I've realized is that every time we go on these Zoom calls, you have a glass of wine in your hand. And I think that might be a part of it. Nonsense. What are you talking about? You have no evidence of that. <laughs> it's a podcast. People steaming. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I said to myself, I, at first, I think we were quite PG. And then, then progressively, the last episode, we were a bit less PG. This episode, sweet Lord. This is this is a side you probably thought never existed on us. Yeah. Welcome I... to the dark side. <laughs> but I enjoyed it more. I, I was such myself. And mm. yeah, if you don't like this, then you really shouldn't listen to any podcast we do after this. But if you did like it, <laughs> it's probably going to get worse from here. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed this podcast. So without any further ado, let us introduce to you our amazing act. It is Jodie White. Hi, Jody. Hey, pretty baby. How are you? I'm doing so well. I don't know if I told you um, I have a co-host, which is Adam Gilbert. I don't know if you've ever met Adam. He's Hi, a comic. Hi, Jody. How are you? I'm good. Where are you? I'm in beautiful, sunny England. It's just delightful. Is How it did... beautiful and sunny there? Uh, absolutely not. And we're in lockdown 2.0, so it's just a treat, Jody. Right. How does freedom taste? Does it fe- does it taste nice? Like is freedom good? Because I don't know what it feels like anymore. <laughs> oh my god! I would just be so happy to work. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Join the club, girl. Join the club. <laughs> yeah. What a it's... time to be alive. Twenty twenty. The dream. This now, is Bella. Um... Hi, Bella. Sweet lord, she's so tiny. So cute. This is Bella. She's gonna nap on my lap while we do this. I love it. Okay, no. let's do it. Should we do it? Right, okay. Let's I've got an it. I've got an introduction for you because I've come prepared. Oh. And Ooh. so be prepared to, you know, be be humbled or or the other end of it. Who knows? Um I'm gonna I'm gonna big you up big time. Okay, we're ready. Okay, Don't you ready? That. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> now then today's guest is a lady you may have seen on TV and out and about on the comedy circuit. You'll have known her from Nick, Mom Night, Nick Mom's Night Out on Nick Jr. channel. She's been on Laughs TV on Fox. She's been on Iowa Hoppers with James Vanderbeek, Nashville Live, comedy festivals around the US and Canada, and also as a favorite on Carnival Cruise Line. She's also been featured in today's Woman magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls, go wild, go crazy for the incredible Miss Jodie White. All those amazing things, and now she's home in sweatpants and a tank top. Living the dream, girl. Living the dream. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel like such a fall from grace with so many people working nowadays. Because I, I came from working on ships, and you know, when you work on ships, without sounding like a narcissistic asshole. You do kind of when you're a cruise director, especially you come from like people being up to coming up to you like, oh my god, like you're so good, and I love that. And like, oh, the other set, end of it is people come up to you and say, I hate you, and I want you to die. Um, yeah. But then you come off ships, and then you're like, okay, great. Now I'm just gonna sit here for six months slash now nine months and just yeah. eat, eat chocolate and KFC and uh, wallow in self pity and drink red wine, of course. Oh yeah. Oh, it's too early here for my wine. 
It's never too early for wine, Jody. Literally, yeah. added. Well, actually, I'm not a wine drinker. I'm a Jaeger drinker. It's too early for Jaeger. <laughs> there you go. I've seen you drink Jaeger. I've never known anyone. I I've worked with you a few times, and you're the, the only person I know that brings a Jaeger bomb on stage and has oh, it. Love that. No, Jaeger bomb. no Jaeger bomb. Straight Jaeger. Just oh, straight, straight Jaeger. Oh, I didn't know. Girl, yeah. you and I are on the same level. I love this. Yeah. When I was yeah, in- it's weird because you go from people like wanting to shake your hand and get a picture with you and, you know, you scrambling to talk to you and get a bit of your attention to, oh, I, I truly am non-essential. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not I mean, needed. I've been non-essential. Put it in perspective. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been non-essential to my friends and family for many, many years, but now it's just really hitting <laughs> home, really hitting home. 2020 is just a heightened version of that. Absolutely. Right. I need I, this is the second time I've asked you to be part of a project because I remember the start of quarantine which I felt like the start of all this it was like a fight everyone was kind of fighting for productivity everyone was kind of like I've got to be the most productive in this quarantine I took up guitar lessons <gasps> it's not gone anywhere I'm not right. <laughs> I, did like, I did a few I had a really good teacher I can play Wonderwall like everyone else in the world nice. um, oh, nice. But and then I was gonna do I was gonna do this like a comedy series and Jody was the first person I asked to do it. Um, it was gonna be called Quarantinis, oh. and it was great because Jody has a uh, she sells t-shirts and you ha- you you had a, a shirt that said is it was it quarantine? I need a quarantini. Yeah, I need a quarantini. I was like, oh my god, it's perfect. Like Link, that. we've got like merch, that. we've got everything. It's gonna be amazing. But then I was just like, you know what? Nobody wants to hear from me right now. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna be flogging a dead horse. But now we've got to this stage. I'm like, well, sod it. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. In the UK, everyone went into lockdown 2.0, and you're like, you know what? I want to hear from Adam and Andy. Definitely. Uh, I think that's what everyone was thinking. They, yeah, they, exactly. they were literally waiting. Yeah. Were, people were messaging so Boris. What's lockdown 2.0 in England? Well, it consists of um, everybody who is an adult being locked down, places of work being locked down. Um, however, if you're a child, you're apparently immune to COVID because you can still That's go true. to you can still go to school, you can still go oh. to college, and mm. gather in mass groups because it's safe. COVID won't touch kids. But yeah. that sounds, that oh, sounds, yeah, that sounds that. strange. Yeah. Um, but um, parents and people who work apparently, yeah, you know, were the were the ones that you know. That's it. As soon as you graduate from university, that is it. You are out in the open. COVID can get you. They are after you. You're like fresh meat. It's it's so backwards here though because literally, um, so they had this thing in England where they literally said, right, um, you need to be fit and healthy. In order to fight COVID, if you're fat and obese, basically you're higher risk. So get out there, exercise. Right, cool. Mm. Now they've shut the gyms, which is like, okay, that's not going to help things. But they also, not too long ago, they literally said that. And within the same week, they, they gave us this thing called eat out to help out, which basically meant that, um, you could go out and eat at restaurants and fast food places. And it was so cheap. And 50% it's off. Fifty yeah. percent off, and it's one thing of like a, a restaurant that's kind of maybe struggling, but they did it for like McDonald's, so you could get like a Big Mac for like fifty p or something stupid. And I was just like, well, you just told us not to be obese, but you're feeding us at cheaper <laughs> prices. It's like, come on, people. Yeah, 
that's my life. So just essential places are open, like grocery stores, gas stations, hospitals, doctors. Yeah, basically, yeah. Pretty much. Oh, and Poundland as well. Poundland is open because that's obviously essential. What is that? Oh, Jody, it's where dreams come true. Uh, basically, you know, like, I'm trying to think the equivalent of the US star. I think it's like the $2 store. Okay, we have it's a dollar like store. Oh, even it. better! It's the dot. Wow, that's even cheaper. Oh you've gone gosh. to the high. You've gone to the high end. So yeah, those are uh, considered the essentials that are still open for, but but only for two more weeks though. So this is exciting, apparently. And then you get to like be open again, according to the government. But what? Yeah, yeah. I don't see myself throwing shapes in a gay club anytime soon. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. As long as you're just throwing shapes in a gay club. So my son is still on, uh, still on um, Grindr. Oh, yes. So I think if if you go through the Grindr app, you're immune too, so. (laughs) Is that the case? Wow. Well, you know what? I might might broaden my kilometer uh, perimeter to, to... to get your son there you go okay we're just a, a quick flight away <laughs> yeah, that's wow, what people that was are. the easiest hookup ever right that's what people have done now in quarantine they've kind of you know the the tinder selection is now malnourished and it's just the the it's one kilometer per day is getting further and further and further <laughs> away and then and then it gets even weirder because then the age range starts going up a bit and then you're into like the 60s and the the 80s range this you know like, okay. now this is yeah, it game time <laughs> yeah. oh gosh it's time for experimentation you know <laughs> Um, uh, so Jody, whereabouts are you? Um, we live just south of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, nice, nice. And how's it been there recently? Um, cases are going up, but honestly, we don't really go anywhere. We go to the grocery store um, and like we go to Lowe's, um, which Home Depot, like home improvement stuff. Um, and other than that, we stay home. Um, yes. We've had a few random gigs. Dale just picked up a last minute gig. He leaves tomorrow to go to South Carolina to do a gig. And oh, we're super thankful for that. Um, but cases are going up and we wear our masks. We hand sanitize, you know, Dale's mom lives with us. So we're trying to be careful. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, if it were he and I, we would probably be more reckless, but because she lives with us, we're trying to be more careful and not, not kill the people we love. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be a bummer to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. recommend. What a what a strange sentence to say nowadays. <laughs> oh my god! And I, now the reason, I, one of the reasons I got you on this show, especially, is obviously because I love you to bits. But um, is we want to talk about relationships because that is something that kind of relates to our show a lot because um, relationships and dating is something that annoys people a lot. And kind of makes people into Karens, which is obviously a massive phenomenon across America and across the world. And dating is one of those things that annoys every single person one time or another in their life. Now, who better to ask 
than Miss Jodie White because oh. now I may have got my facts wrong, Judy. Uh, Jodie, jo- Judy, Jesus, Judy, Jodie, Judy, Judy, Judy. <laughs> Number one lesson <laughs> of interviewing Andrew: um, get the name right. Okay, uh, this isn't Miss Garland. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jodie, you've been married a few times. Am I right in thinking that? I am. Uh, I am on husband number four. Husband number four. Wow. Now you got right? it right with husband number four because Dale Jones is the most incredible human being. Um, he is. Ever. He truly is. I miss him. I've not seen him since like three years, but I love him. Um, Dale, come say hi. Oh, is he here? We have another special guest, everyone. He's here. Where He's in there folding t shirts. Oh, okay. <laughs> WTF 2020 t shirts. Oh, hey, Dale. Hey, how you guys been? Nice to see you, man. Awesome. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I'm getting ready to go sell this stuff because I'm a merch board. I stole one. Oh, Oh, you stole one. I want one. You did what? I want one. Do you sail if I ship to the UK? England, I would send it to you. There you go. What does that involve? Oh, I don't Um, know. Probably a ship. Yeah, definitely shipping some parcels some at some point, but Anything between that, fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> I like them though; they're different. Yeah, they're cute. They must they're be comfy. a way. They're comfy and somewhat insulting. I like it. Yeah, it's okay. It's like <laughs> that's subtle. how my that's how my Tinder bio: comfy and somewhat insulting. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing ever. As it should be. It's got so many dates. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Y'all do you think? Good seeing y'all. Good luck with your show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Now, Andy, before we do delve into the show, we do need to do something very, very important, don't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, what? I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of freaked out because you stopped moving for a minute. I thought, oh, no, is he frozen? He's frozen. (laughs) Um, Jody, we have a we have a theme song on our show, and oh, uh, exciting! Yeah, it's an honor for every guest. Well, we, we bestow this honor whether they want it or not, and um, for you to introduce our intro. So, whenever you're ready, just say five, six, seven, eight, or whatever you feel is necessary, and we'll play the song into our podcast. So, whenever you're ready, Jody, why introduce us? And five, six, seven, eight. How to tame your Karen. With Adam and Andy How to tame your Karen With Adam and Andy They'll be talking and laughing And doing some sharing It's how to tame your Karen With Adam and Andy Now that's a fine parent It's how Perfect. See, see, and Adam, that, that is how you do it. Everyone we've had so far, Jody, is like, three, two, one. And it's like, you don't introduce a song that way. But in, 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 you know, in defense, in my defense, you told her to say five, six, seven, eight. She didn't yeah, no. choose that. She could have done her own way. You ruined her own creativity vibe and you told her what to say. Listen, I'm a podcast producer, so I have to produce people. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for producing me. <laughs> Anytime. 
Thank you for mansplaining how to to intro your song. Oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Andy. Oh no, that's going to be a bunch of complaints. <laughs> no, I thought it was perfect. This guy's a piece. Of sh- this guy's a piece of shit now. <laughs> so, as we were saying, uh, Jody, you've been married four times. You're on your fourth time. So, when it comes to Let's talk about marriage for a second. Now, this isn't like married life, but talk about the actual wedding day. What's the most annoying process, most annoying thing about getting married? What's the most thing, the thing that annoys you the most about getting married? <laughs> Nothing. I love the wedding day. Why do you think I did it four times? Are you crazy? <laughs> That's there a good point. Nothing better than being dressed up beautiful, being the center of attention people bringing you gifts and taking your picture and doting of you. It's like queen for a day. Oh man. If I didn't like this one, I'd do it a few more times. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could always renew it. Just renew it like 50 times, like every oh, 10, every 10 years. Yeah. Something like that. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I've, I've, I've only ever been to one wedding in my life and it was possibly the best party I've ever been to. In my, in only my one wedding. Oh, Andy. Yeah, no. How have you only been to one wedding? Do you yeah. have no friends? I, I, just, yeah, I've, I've, I have some, but they're just so lonely. Um, so we, all we do is just zoom each other and cry. So oh. they, don't, they don't have partners. Oh, oh wow. Am I yeah. one of these friends? I mean, you are drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> Adam called me today. We had a stressful day trying to post a podcast and he, he literally, we were both stressed out and he was like, can I drink now? And I was like, yeah, go, yeah. Here you go. And bearing yeah. in mind it was 10 in the morning <laughs> yeah you deserve it hun. <laughs> um okay well now jody especially um nowadays you said about your son going on grinder um have you experienced dating apps yeah i did yeah. when uh dale and i first got together we um i was ready to be in a relationship and he was not oh okay so we would get together and then we'd break up and then i'd go on dating apps and then i'd post pictures of me with another guy and he'd call me and we'd get back together <laughs> and then we'd break up and then i'd get on a dating app oh, yeah goodness. so i did like plenty of fish and i did um uh match.com Mm-hmm. I okay. filled out that like really long thing. What's the what's the really like intense one? I can't remember what it is. Oh, is it Hinge? No. Bumble. There's one that's like it's like an hour long and it's like 300 questions. Is it like, like eHarmony or something? eHarmony, yeah. That's I the did one. that. Not and- that I would know that, no. <laughs> <laughs> when I did it, I was still a smoker and I guess that's a big deterrent for a lot of people. So one of my three matches was like a dude that looked like Santa Claus with a big long white beard wearing suspenders with a bunch of different pens on them. And I'm like, no, uh, no. Wow. And now he's selling merch and rolling shirts in the next room. So it's love. Like <laughs> oh I, I, I went on, I remember when Tinder first started, um, and I was, I don't know how old I was, but I, I I ain't even met. I met one. I had one girlfriend from it, and I went on a date with somebody. And but some of the things I would see on Tinder would always really irritate me. Now I've never had a woman's perspective on this. I've only ever had a man's perspective. But maybe you've wrote something like this in your bio. So if you've wrote something like this, Jody, then we might have a conversation about it. But 
I see a lot of a uh, lot of ladies on Tinder. They put in their bio, if you're not six foot or above, don't even bother swiping right. I'm like, don't even bother liking me because I'm just not gonna like you. And I, I mean, luckily I am six foot, so I don't have to worry too much. But I'm like, well, how can you be so like, like shallow? You're on Tinder. You're you know you're just as desperate as the rest of us. And then I get some people. My big, my, my biggest pet peeve, I was telling my friend the other day, is when people talk about their hobbies and then they say, oh, yeah, what's your hobby? Netflix. Netflix is not a hobby. Netflix is just a downtime thing you do. A hobby would be at the weekend I play football. Mm. And then another one is when people say they travel. I, I love traveling. And then you go, OK, cool. This is this woman's going to be so interesting. And I go, OK, where have you traveled to? She's like, well, I've not done it yet, but I'm going to. Um, uh. I, so the furthest place she's gone is like Blackpool or something like that. And you're like, OK, well, great. How was the Big Dipper? Which is, <laughs> a, which is a roller coaster in England. Yeah. Black, um, Blackpool's a treat, Jody. You'd love it. <laughs> I, I feel like I would. <laughs> I feel like I've traveled there before. Oh, it's, probably. <laughs> it, is, it is a lot like apartment. Um, Melissa, my girlfriend, she she went there and she said it was a lot like the Jersey Shore. Okay. A lot like that. So envision envision that. But my okay. question to you is, what kind of like you know, what are some of like the worst things, um, experiences you've had on like tinder kind of thing or any dating app like what kind of things have you seen what kind of things do men say how clean is this podcast you can do whatever you want don't just go for it don't fill it yourself um well i think like everybody it was annoying that you show up and the people don't look anything like their picture you know you're like oh that was 50 pounds ago Mm -hmm. um but it was more like after like just the audacity of men after like one date or two dates like I went out with this guy and I was really kind of digging him. I met him on match.com. And uh, then on our second date, like within the first two minutes of conversation, he's like, you know, we're going to have to do it soon. Cause I could never be with a girl who won't take it in the ass. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was a big wow. Um, <laughs> I, I thought he would wait at least till the third date, but no, apparently that was a second date. It's definitely more of a second kind of thing for him. Oh, yeah, oh I don't know. Goodness. That's ballsy. That's really ballsy. Uh, literally ballsy. ballsy. <laughs> I don't but, have the you know, guts. By the time I got on dating sites, I had been around the block enough and I probably scared a lot of people off with my profile. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know. What's your profile? Before, I'm a smoker. I, I, I'm a comedian. I travel constantly. I like, killed a man. can't deal with this shit. Just move on. I don't have time. Mm. So. Oh I can't even. I, I admire like, that because it's very straight to the point. Yeah. But I don't know. It probably sounded kind of bitchy too. Like if you're not above six feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. See, Andy and I are quite fortunate in that sense. Aren't we, Andy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I got him six foot with a tiny penis. Um, now... <laughs> Is that in your bio? I feel like that really should be in your bio. <laughs> yeah, just Would you swipe in, right for that? Wow. Put it in, put it in brackets <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> I, I remember going on a Tinder date once. And the thing is that I hate what I hate about um, these apps is people can be people are very the two different people. Like over Messenger, I can be like the most charismatic, charming person you've ever met in your life. 
because I can Google child plans or I can Google jokes or whatever. Um, but then you get people in real life and they're boring as sin. I remember going on a date with this girl. And now I've, inter- I've never told the stories. So I'd be interested to get a female perspective on this. I took a girl on a date to a place called Turtle Bay, which is a cheapy cocktail place in England. But I was at university, so I didn't have any money. Yeah. Anyway, took her on this date and sweet Lord... She was a lovely girl, but she was the most boring individual I've ever met. She just didn't talk. And I felt like I get awkward when people don't talk. So I end up being like a basically interview mode. I'm like, what do you do for a living? What's your aspirations in life? What's your star sign? Like things like that. And um, we had this meal. We had like this, these cocktails and this meal. And it came to like a hundred quid, which is a lot of money to me at the time. Still is because I'm cheap. And um she at the end of the day i was like okay i don't want to get a taxi home because that's going to cost more money so i'm gonna like walk home and hopefully she'll just be like right okay, i'm gonna get a taxi we won't home together she decided to walk with me so i had to walk her home and i paid for the i paid for the tab okay now this is an argument that will go down in history whether because i was like well i didn't enjoy the day and i know there's not gonna be a second date but i still felt the need to pay for the tab and so my question is, what is your stance on that when it comes to paying for the tab? Do you think the man should always pay for the tab? Or do you think, uh, on the first date at least, or do you think it should be split? Or do you think it should be whatever? What do you think? I don't know. You know, I think that I come from a more traditional time mm-hmm. of where a man paid for a date and where a man opens car doors and opens the door to the restaurant and and things like that. But I don't know, it's hard. It's hard when you're young and you're just out there doing stuff. And I don't know, maybe it's a conversation you have up front be like, Hey, I don't have a lot of funds these days, but I want to go out. Hey, you want to do a Dutch dinner? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you guys choose mm-hmm. that term Dutch? Where you yeah, we, the bill? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's complicated in the gay world, though, you mentioned you have a gay son. I mean, yeah. what, I I try to be the gentleman and the more kind of dominant feature on a date and be like, I will offer to pay because I'm such a gentleman. And I want to make a good impression. But it's that awkward thing. What would you expect your son to do on a date? Um, I think the top always pays. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> I guess, yeah. My boy's not a bottom. <laughs> My boy's not. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but what if they're versatile? Ooh. Oh. Mm. We we briefly talked about the gay terms last last um last podcast. My friend once told me about all so gay the gay language, it's like it's a it's a completely different language, the gay it's, one. It's very odd. It's so, very, very odd. Like I said the other time, I've been described as an otter. Apparently I'm an otter. Can do as well in water as I can on land. Don't know what that means. There's a, a burr, there's a cub. And, but the then like cub, the twink, I, the twink I've, I've heard like, so I went to um, canal street with um, my friend um, Scott and mm. I always like this called canal street. Cause if you take the C off it, it's anal street. And it makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> so basically canal, canal street's the big gay area in Manchester. Okay. Yeah. And um, he took me there and we went to this, we went to go watch this uh, drag queen act. And there was a, a few people were wearing like these arm bracelets, um, like up here, like these leather bands that were up here. 
And I was like, why is so many, why is so many people wearing knees? Like, is that like a, like, I don't know, like a thing? And he said, yeah, basically it means how far they've fisted somebody. Oh. It's like, that is literally on his bicep. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, Whoa! oh my God, I didn't know that was just a gay thing. That's what I do too. <laughs> is that why you're wearing a tank top right now? Yes. <laughs> All the way to the shoulder, baby. <laughs> just step into it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You got to step in. Yeah, my son, um, I guess I got to take this ponytail out. I mean, my hair is going to look crazy, but it's giving me a headache. It's okay. Um, my I'm son is a bear, here. I guess, but he doesn't like labels. So oh, okay. He tries not to. Um, he's like, why do we have to be labeled? Why do we have to be put in some category? And yeah. But he likes um, he likes small men and he likes Asian men. Oh. But um, the last boy he dated for a long time that went on our family cruise with us um, thought it was hilarious to like half close his eyes in every picture and he's in the middle of every picture. So I can't just prop him out the end. So I told my son, if you bring one more Asian man in my house that doesn't have big eyes for family photos, I'm done with you. <laughs> so. Now then, um, we were talking briefly about like stories and like, dating stories about our Tinder date and about your experience at eHarmony and dating and stuff like that. Now then, our show is called How to Tame Your Karen and Jody and my friend sent me this thing our friend adam sent me this thing today apparently since last year people with the name um karen have seen a 33 percent less matches than the year before so within a year the name people with the name karen have got 33 percent less matches because of the whole like being called a Karen and complaining and stuff like that. It's got like a bad stigma behind it. So yeah. I yeah. You know. know who else has less matches? Everybody named Carol Baskin. That is also <laughs> true. That would be an unfortunate name to have. Right? Can you imagine having the name Carol Baskin and not having seen the show and then seeing signs all over and being like, why does everybody hate me? <laughs> My mum's not watched it, and I told her. I told her about this woman. I was like, "Yeah, she basically murdered her husband." And she was like, "Oh yeah, I hate her." I was like, "You've never watched it?" It's like, "Yeah, but everything you told me." I was like, "I could be lying, mum." She's like, no, "Even I people who haven't watched it are convinced Carol Basket murdered her husband." Oh, of course she murdered her husband. It's so obvious. I'm I in love... a Facebook group group called Carol Baskin definitely murdered her husband. So <laughs> I, I can send you the link if you guys want to join. Oh yeah, sure. I'm right oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. There's such a stigma stigma with the name Karen. And I feel um I don't know, I feel torn with it because, you know, I think the calling out of Karen's really came about with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. um, as it should, you know, crazy white women calling um despicable. Absolutely yeah. despicable. But now they've turned it into a word where if a woman speaks up, they're calling her a Karen. And I think that's a bad thing because I think women need to be able to speak up for themselves and defend themselves 
but I don't think crazy women should be racist and call the cops on black yes. men walking down the sidewalk. So I, I feel torn on the whole Karen thing. I think it's a like- difficult position because my mum is called Karen oh. and my mum loves returning items that she's bought. She loves returning items and she's not the kind of psycho uh, to be like, I demand the manager. Like she just, she just loves giving, you know, returning things that she doesn't need or she bought, and there's like a scratch on it or something. Yeah. But now she's like extra paranoid when she does go to like the customer service desk, and she's like, I want to return this item. Yeah, of course. Let me just take your details. What's your name? And then she says Karen, and you just sense all their faces, all their agit just drops, and then right. like, oh my god, here she is. So let us say Mrs. and her last name. There you oh, go. Yes. yes. Mrs. Gilbert. I'm Mrs. Gilbert. There you go. Yeah. You got it, it. It's like anything, though. It trickles down. Like it starts off as something quite like to label something quite extreme, like you said, like someone being racist and kind of like that. But then it trickles down to kind of include things that really aren't that extreme, but it's kind of like not even related to the original point that someone was trying to right. make anyone who asked for the manager you know mm-hmm. any yeah uh, it's, it all becomes stop being a karen and uh, i don't know now in the oh. in, in the interest of equality now we've got a, a lady on i feel like we should you know represent the fact that men are just as bad as women at, at any of these things so what would we call a we call man them richards Call him Richards. Richards, huge Richards, huge Richards, huge Richards. Okay, Richards. So we got Karen and Richard. Okay, cool. Okay, we got that. I don't know if anybody else calls him that. I just do. (laughs) We'll start trending. We get. Let's start it. Let's start it. There you go. (laughs) Hashtag Richards. I wanted to get your opinion on some stories about dating. Now, Uh, now, I (laughs) would. I was I was talking to my friends the other day and they were telling me this story and I didn't think this was too bad. Maybe it's just because I'm quite a strange human being, but they were telling me how they went on a date with somebody to the cinema. Now, cinema dates, I'm always quite weird about because if I pay money to go watch a film, I kind of want to watch the film. Like I don't want to I want to make out a kiss in the back row. I want to watch the film. I'm, I'm like, mm. Cost like fifty quid to go to the cinema nowadays. I sound like yeah. such a cheap get on this podcast. I don't know how much fifty quid is. Compare that to American dollars. Like seventy five dollars. What? Yeah, if you're paying for somebody else to come with you and popcorn and the drink, or oh, seventy five dollars. It's like, not cheap. Like, it's yeah. not cheap. They're ripping us off now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's insane. Um, Just go alone. Yeah, <laughs> and the seats aren't even cheaper. like. The seats have got chewing gum all over them. They're falling apart. That's horrible. Like ugh, someone getting, you know, finger blasted in the back row. <laughs> and... Are you going to the public theaters or are you going to? Yeah, what kind of cinema are you going to, Andy? <laughs> it's more rural. There's um, hay bales and things. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Is there a That's how they do it in the back? country. Yeah. <laughs> There's wine coolers everywhere. Um, now, uh, this person was telling me this story about how they went on a date to the cinema and now you get given nowadays in England at least you get given allotted seats you're like hey you're in seat b5 and you're in seat b6 but they went on this date and they couldn't get a seat together so they ended up sitting in two opposite ends of the cinema <laughs> apart from each other and just did literally just didn't see each other the entire film but watched the same film now 
what do you think of that? Because part of me is kind of like, that is my ideal situation because you can't even talk to each other anyway. And I get to enjoy a film that I've probably wanted to watch for a while. And, you know, this is an excuse. But is I'm... it a first date or like a first or second date? Or is it they're in a relationship? No, this was like the, I think it was the second date they had. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. Why would That's, you go to yeah. a, a movie on a date anyways? Because you need to like, talk to somebody and get to know them and everything else. You you go to a movie with your friends or go to a movie with your husband because you don't give a shit about him anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you've got him. <laughs> not somebody that you want to get to know. I yeah. mean, why would you do that? That's a terrible, like, early on dating thing. So I've, I've never understood. What would be your ideal for, what would be, like, the first date what would be the ideal first date for you jody what would you like if somebody was to somebody to sweep you off your feet if dale was to come into your life right now and sweep you off your feet what date would he have to take you on to do that the first day oh i thought you were trying to get ideas in case you become number five okay okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i i think anywhere that it's quiet that you can talk mm-hmm. uh nowhere with loud music Maybe dinner or maybe just like go for a walk in a park or, you know, definitely someplace public because people are freaking psychos and they're crazy. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you don't I, don't I don't drink coffee, but I don't know, lunch, dinner, a walk in a park, something, something where you can at least talk and hear each other and find out about each other and find out yeah. if they have nice hobbies. A lot of people during this lockdown are doing Zoom dates, which I just find so, I would find that so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad enough talking to some of your friends sometimes over Zoom, but never mind, like, someone you've never met. Like, you've got nowhere to kind of start from. It's weird. I don't know. But that might be the way people are going. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just glad that uh, I'm not single right Mm -hmm. now. It's, and I think it's okay, rub it in, Jody. <laughs> rub it in, rub it in. That's fine. No, but it's hard enough when you're young, but being this age and being single mm. and like the dating pool just like dwindled down to Santa Claus and Perv guy, you know? <laughs> I, I, definitely, know. I definitely feel like um, 2020 is the year of the catfish because now everyone's just wearing masks all the time. Like you have no idea what anyone it looks like. It is the perfect moment to do it i i could yeah. have really nice <clears throat> eyes but my my mouth could just be like <clears throat> like you know it looks so strange it'll be horrible and yeah. that's another thing as well catfishing is like at a prime especially over the last i'd say last 10 or so years with social media i was convinced that i ne- i nearly got catfished one time actually speaking of ideal dates i had a taster of the the best ideal day of the scenario the actual date itself was a bit rubbish but the scenario was perfect yeah i used to live in dubai right and dubai obviously it's quite frowned upon being gay and it's technically illegal there anyway i was on tinder and i matched uh, a very good looking guy judging by his pictures very good looking guy uh, arab guy all these things. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he's too good to be true. And now we do a podcast saying, together. And now we... <laughs> 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 You're so Jordanian. <laughs> <laughs> and everything 
about him just read like amazing but then people you know people talk and they said oh careful in Dubai like they trick you and it could be something else next thing you know you're taken out into the desert never seen again it was like oh my gosh dramatic but anyway I met this guy I met up with him and he was like what he looks like on the pictures absolutely gorgeous he was a Tony and Guy ambassador he was a model in Jordan all these things Quite frankly, the boringest person I've ever met, but lovely to look at. Like, oh, yeah. absolutely stunning. When you're anyway, that pretty, you don't need a personality. That's what the exactly. Is. But not only that, he was ridiculously rich. Ridiculous. So we met at some bar and then we weren't there for very long. And then he invited me back to his penthouse suite in the middle of central downtown Dubai um like the most gorgeous place everything anyway i got ridiculously drunk there and then ended up staying the night woke up the next day and i had to get home and i was staying with my parents and they said where are you i said i'm coming home he orders a gold lexus to come and pick me up gold pure gold everything was golden about it sent his driver to pick me up from his place dropped me at my parents house and my parents were outside with their arms folded, looking very disappointed. And I rock up half drunk in this gold Lexus, like, look what happened. I turned fabulous after this tinted. <laughs> I don't know why they're disappointed. If if you would, if, if I had turned up to my house after like not being home for a night in a gold Lexus, my mom and dad have been like, thank you. He's finally made it. He's done something with his life. Right? Thank God. I did. I did pretty well, despite him being so, oh my gosh, the date itself was me and him sitting in front of his TV watching fashion TV moments of him walking down a catwalk. That was, that was the date. Oh, wow. oh okay. It's all about him. Yeah. That was great. All about him. All about him. And, and what I tell you what really annoys me as well on these, uh, especially on gay dating apps, grind and things when they promote themselves as straight acting. What, what is, is that? that? Straight, what is straight that? acting. They, they say it all the time. Uh, not into camp guys. No offense. A straight acting lad looking for some discreet fun. I'm like, bitch, you're a bottom. What are you on about? Um, people have been it's telling me I've been doing that. Yeah, I've been doing that for 26 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm in a safe space, so I'm going to tell you this story. of um, The only time I've ever got close to a one-night stand in my life. Now, I, I'd say it's close because it never actually happened, and I hope to God she never listens to this podcast because I'm about to reveal some secrets. Anyway... The only one night stand I nearly had once was I was at university and I got very, very, very drunk. And I was at like the social for my my course, my radio course. And uh, I was having a really good time. I never go out to try and get with people or whatever, because I'm just not about that life. I just like going out, getting very drunk and having a fun time and dancing like an old man. That's right. my, that's as my you do idea. as a student. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, that's my idea of a good time. People who go out going like, tonight, tonight, I'm going to pull a bird. <laughs> You're the worst people in the world. You got no, they're boring <laughs> as hell. Anyway, um, so I was on the dance floor and this this woman, this woman, she was make her sound old as she was. Uh, this girl comes up to me who I've been, I, I, who I knew. She came up to me and said, like, right, we're going home. I said, okay, cool. Like, we're all going to like an after party. That's awesome. Like, let's go. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. She gets me in a taxi and I'm like, it's just me and her in his taxi. And I'm like, okay, like this is going to be annoying because it's going to cost a fortune again because I'm cheap. Um, so we got in this taxi together. We got to a house and I was like, right, where's, where's everyone else? It's like, it's just me and you. And I said, oh, 
we're having sex. <laughs> she, she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was trying to tell me. <laughs> anyway, we got into her house and she went to uh, she went to the bathroom. She went to the bathroom. I, I, it felt like 40 minutes, I swear. And that's fine. But when you drink, obviously, this is this thing we call breaking the seal where you've urinated once and then you proceed to urinate every five minutes for the next yeah. five hours. Yeah. And I swear to God, I felt this come over me. Like I've never felt anything before. And my loins were burning for all the wrong reasons. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go. I need to go to the toilet. And I went downstairs to try and find another bathroom or something. I could go anywhere. But she'd like locked all these doors, like every door, the living room door, which I didn't know why anyone would do that. So then I was like, right, I'll go outside the front door and I'll go in a front garden. She'd locked that door. So I couldn't do anything. At this point, I was about to, it was starting to come out of me. And I was like, this, I can't let this happen because then she'll just tell everyone that I just urinated all over myself and, you know, I'll be alone forever. And so instead, <laughs> in my drunken state, I decided to get it out in the hallway. And, wow. I, and I proceeded to urinate against her front door and from the inside in the hallway. And I just urinated in the hallway. So as if that wasn't bad enough, she then looked at, <laughs> she got out of the bathroom because timing was perfect. She came out of the bathroom, looked down the stairs. And I was just finishing up and she was like, what are you doing? I said, I thought I heard someone knocking. That was my first response. She said, well, why have you got your penis out? <laughs> and I was like, well, I thought it would scare them. <laughs> Which I've never said before. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I went back, I went, we went up to a room. She didn't, I don't think she knew what I did at this point. Went to a room and didn't do anything. Just went, I just went to sleep. Then I woke up at like 6 a.m. the next morning to her roommate walking in the front door and walking into my pool and just going, what the? (laughs) And I've I've never been so scared in my life. So now that story's out in the universe. Caitlin, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, Caitlin. (laughs) Was there not a kitchen sink or anything? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. That's what my thought was. It was locked. Oh, every, every door was locked. I, my, that's what my drunken re- mind remembers. I, I probably didn't actually look as hard as I should have. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, everything seemed to be plant? locked. It was that or nothing. I nearly went through the letterbox, but then I thought that's dangerous. So, but yeah, that was, <laughs> was that. <laughs> Okay, now I never had a one night stand. No, I've never had a one night stand. I'm not. Wow. I'm, not I'm just not that kind of guy. I'm not that kind of you guy. You sound very judgy, and I'd like to slap you in your face. Mm. Oh no, there's nothing wrong with being judgy. There's nothing, no, nothing wrong with being judgy. There's nothing, nothing wrong. wrong with being judgy. Nothing wrong with a one night stand. Sound judgy. I'm yeah, just, no, I'm, just... I'm with you, Jody. It's it's quite judgy. I'm quite. Imagine... I'm quite offended. I'm just not a very sexual person. And imagine me as a one night stand. Like I'm just very awkward. I'll probably make awkward jokes and stuff. And if you know me, it's fine. But like, if you've just met me, I'm there going, oh yeah, you like that, don't you? You're like, I think you said that to me, I'd run away. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we've already discussed how i don't have a sexy voice like you can't say certain things in my voice it's too nasal like oh yeah you like that don't you it's like Ugh. dale's discovered with his voice he's got kind of a low voice he's like if you sing anything in a low voice it's creepy oh, no right. matter what oh. the song do it okay oh okay uh let me pick a good one i think we're alone now <laughs> <laughs> no, sing it. Doesn't seem to be anyone else around. Why? I think we're alone now. That's if you do the face too. Yeah, no. I'm. I'm strangely aroused, actually. Right? <laughs> he sees you when you're sleeping. Oh, does he? No. <laughs> I, it's cool. I, I, it's my new thing. I, I, I love it. Night, and then she cries, and then we hold each other, and then I take the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always find another good way of being um, creepy is just to end every sentence with ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't it good? To, it's good to see you, ladies. <laughs> that makes everything creepier. <laughs> People really don't does. say that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I have this story that I found in the interwebs. And uh, this lady had a date with a guy who promptly told her his political views, okay? Which mm-hmm. instantly made her hate him. And in response to this, she decided to call her cop friend and be like, please get me out of this. So her cop friend turned up and fake arrested her to get her out of this. Now, I find that funny because I just think to myself, the guy in this situation that actually shared the political views is now going to go over to his mates and be like, yeah, my girlfriend just randomly got arrested. I wonder what she did, like blah, blah. But I wanted to see your thoughts because I feel like politics nowadays is just a no-go. If you want to have a nice conversation, Mm -hmm. a nice night, just don't don't even talk about it. Don't mention it. But to mention it on a first date, Holy hell. So what yeah. my question really is, what are the things that you should avoid on a first date? What kind of topics should you kind of avoid? Well, that should have been in the dating profile. Like, yeah, you don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion, you know, all the hot topics. You don't talk about, you know, how far up you wear your armbands, you know. You just, <laughs> oh. See? Bella, Bella wasn't a fan of that. <laughs> she agrees. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Bella doesn't like the armbands. We were just Let's talking about this, what marriage is like. I just stay away from it. You're on dog piss duty, and just just stay away from it. It's our fault, Dale. We talked about fisting, and the dog just had a reaction. She's <laughs> <laughs> usually yes. the case. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's, uh, we're not talking about dog fisting. Um, I I mean, maybe it's a good idea to get that stuff out up front because then you know, oh, I I don't want to waste my time on six dates with you to then find out our core beliefs don't match. I don't Mm. know. Yeah. That's, it's hard these days, especially in America, you know, with, you know, the Democrats and Republicans, so at, you know, opposite ends, like people like breaking up friendships and not talking to mm. other family members and even our neighbors, like I love our neighbors. And we went over to play cards the other night and we know we have a rule. We don't talk politics, but he made some comment and I made some comment back and then we were just going. Mm-hmm. And it's, you yeah. know, people, very, people 
feel very charged about it. So yeah, I don't I know. Just, maybe it's better to get out up front. I've just kind of learned now to just kind of, I know what my opinion is and I'm happy and resolute in my opinion. Like the other day, my grandma was talking and I love my grandma to bits, but she has a very old fashioned view about certain things. She, um, for instance, doesn't trust Germans because of World War Two. I said, Grandma, it's been a few years. Well, She's who like, trusts a damn German? <laughs> exactly. I'm a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> but like, she was like, well, Christians have never done anything that bad. I said, yeah, we kind of did the Crusades and did some pretty messed up things. And England took over the entire world and did some horrible stuff. Pretty sure they murdered the Son of God, right? Yeah, we did yeah. some messed up things. Oh, and yeah. and um, she's like, no, I don't see it that way. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> you just stick to your opinion. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I just kind of stick to my opinions now. And especially nowadays with like, like you said about politics, I have so many people now. There was, oh my God, I think I can tell this story. Adam, the story you told me about. So there's a person that we know that works for the same company that we do. And we all have like a little page, like a little entertainment page, a little fan pagey kind of things. And this lady decided oh, yes. decided to kind of share her political views on this page now i don't care what political views you have like blah blah like if you support trump you support trump you support thingy you support think uh, biden you support biden like whatever you do you boo but yeah if you know I, I know a lot of my audience probably support trump and that's fine that's cool it doesn't make you a bad person um but this person goes on goes on social media and goes like, "What? What is this?" It's basically said like, I "Thought, sorry." In the background, I thought it was a really big dog. <laughs> it's Dale because the little dog crawled up under the printer, so he had to get it so she won't poop. Just on don't get there. married. Just don't do it. <laughs> okay, so she posted her political views on the page, which is the no-no. Yeah, and then literally hell broke loose like people were commenting oh, it was bad it was bad people were like letting loose on this girl the poor thing but, I, but like you just don't do it especially if no. you know you know half your audience is going to be a supporter of this so why would you go against it just keep it to yourself it's like right. it's common sense dictate yeah oh. yeah though i find it um really hilarious because old black or old white women in the United States are racist against black people mm-hmm. and old white women in England are racist against Germans. That never would have occurred to me. I love that. I yeah. love having that little piece of knowledge. It's so, it's so strange. Um, yeah. I mean, we have, we, there's definitely like different stereo, you know, cause there's like stereotypes for every like people, like racial stereotypes. The only one that people have for Germans is that they go on holiday and they put the towel down before anyone else. On, oh yes, on, they on do sun, do that. On sun loungers. Oh yeah. Oh. That's no, they take, you t- they take your stuff off. So your stuff's already on there. You gone for a dip in the pool. They removed your stuff off there and they put their own stuff. That's the, that's the, head the, in. That's the biggest like negative stereotype there is for Germans. Like, I, I love that. That's the thing. That's the thing that like people focus yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's forget about the genocide. Just, just focus on the towels. Right? Just, just the, the towels on the on the bed. I'm not okay with. Yeah, when I went to uh, my son was working at uh, Universal Studios in Japan, and yeah. we went to visit, and I didn't realize how much the Japanese people hate Chinese people. Um. And they really do. It, it was, it was eye-opening to me. And we had gone to Mount Fuji 
and it was when I still smoke cigarettes. I'm standing out there smoking a cigarette, um, and the guy's like, uh, do you have a lighter? And I was trying to do my lighter and it wouldn't work. And he's like, eh, fucking made in China. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You really do hate Chinese people. Okay. We did that. We went there. Okay, great. Blimey. I always find it quite, I feel like finding racists nowadays is kind of like finding like, like a mythical animal. Like you never, you don't really know of them in your personal life because you don't really associate with racist people. But then when you actually do come across someone who's quite racist, it really does take you back. You're like, oh, oh, mm. like you actually yeah. think oh, like yeah. that. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. that's a strange way of living your life. <laughs> we were just, I was just having this talk with some friends that um, I really thought that racism um, would die with my children's generation, you guys' mm-hmm. generation, mm. um, because our parents came from a time where they were still kind of racist, and then we knew better, and then we didn't pass that on to our children. And so when the Black Lives Matter really, you know, blew up on social media, I was surprised how many young people really still have racist views, and it was it was alarming and saddening Yeah, um, that it's still that hate for the somebody's skin color or beliefs or sexuality that it still exists. It's, it's sad. It filters down, doesn't it? It filters down. Like Mm. they learn it from their parents. They learn it from, you know, the local community because so many of these people, I mean, let's be honest, most of them are very uneducated. Yeah. My biggest. And it trickles down. So, um, so a lot of people during Black Lives Matter, a lot of people came out and were saying, no, all lives matter. And then, oh, they, yeah. so those people were getting criticized and then they were going like, no, what you're saying is racist because you're saying all oh, Black Lives Matter. I said, no, what they're saying is all lives do matter. You are right. But at the moment, we need to focus on the Black Lives because they're the mm-hmm. ones that have been struggling. And they're targeted just, as well. I had, I had this argument with some close uh, family members and I said to them, I put an analogy for them. I said, listen, think of it this way. Think of the human race as like a Thanksgiving dinner uh, or Sunday roast for English people. Um, you know, everything is important in that meal. The turkey, the vegetables, all important. Now then, if you're cooking it and your turkey starts burning, you're going to be like, oh, God, I need to put some attention into the turkey for a little bit to make sure it doesn't get too horribly burnt. So I'm going to put yeah. some attention to that. But the vegetables are good, so I'm fine. Like That's cool. I know they still have to be all right, so I'm going to check on them eventually. But at the moment, this needs attention. And that's all it is. I mean, not to call mm. about as matter a turkey, but, you know, you know, the analogy. But, yeah. Yeah. It's got me very irate. Oh, yeah. Me granted it, but, yeah. <laughs> It's about dating, then we've got into Black Lives Matter. How has this happened? I have no idea. Oh well, I can I can do a dating thing to tie it in. Um, I went out. I went on an uh, a online date. Somebody I met online in Tennessee, and it happened to be a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was hoping for the real uh, Tennessee black man experience. Okay. Yes. Um, turned out being more like Carlton from Prince of Bel-Air. He was the whitest black man I've ever met. Took me to dinner with all of his white friends. Um, But at the end of the night, we're having a kiss goodbye and some Tennessee rednecks walk by and start screaming racial slurs and acting like they're going to get violent because I'm kissing a black man goodnight. So 
Yes, sweet there God. you go. There's a dating story that ties it all together. There you what go. A, what a perfect way to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wrap this up. Yeah, wrap, wrap it. Thank you, Jody, so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, of course, darling. Of course. No, this is so much fun. Now, Jody, if anyone would like to follow you on social media, where could they find you? Um, they can find me at Jody White Comic, J O D I White Comic. Um, and then also our little t shirt company, which we don't ship to England, but if they're in the States, it's uh, Comedy Couple Tees. Oh, I like I that. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna end the show one more time, but hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Please make sure that you like it, share it, rate it, give us a big old thumbs up. You can follow me and Adam on Andy Entertainment or Adam Gilbert Entertainer, or of course our new Instagram page, which is How to Tame Your Karen. Make sure you share it, follow it, do everything you like. Hope you liked it. But Jody, would you like to count us down into our song one more time as we end the show? And five, six, seven, eight. How to tame your Karen with Adam and Andy. How to tame your Karen with Adam and Andy. They'll be talking and laughing and doing some sharing. It's how to tame your Karen with Adam and Andy. Now that's a fine parent. It's how to tame your Karen. One more time. It's how to tame your Karen.